Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I am your host, Casey Corbin, and I am happy that you guys tuned in and excited that you're here for today's episode. If you're following us on any of the social medias, uh, you know where to go, at TNWPod, to send us a tweet on the Twitter. If you want to Instagram us or check out the Instagram, Talking Wrestling Podcast on instagram and if you want to send us a gmail just go ahead and do that at talkingwrestling at gmail.com today um i am at performing at just for last 42 a comedy festival in toronto and i'm lucky enough to be opening for one of my best friends and uh, he's not the hugest wrestling fan but i'm having him on the show anyways because we're gonna spend the day talking so why not uh, talk about things maybe wrestling related anyways you've seen him on his uh, netflix special it's uh jesus what's it called rory scoville tries comedy for the first time is that it yeah that's the name of it and um if not he's been on conan seven times you might have seen him on ground floor uh you might have seen him on uh, many things many things rory scoville i was gonna say is in the studio no we're in his hotel room rory scoville is on the show right now has interest music he's coming down the aisle at a weight of 200 and i am the professor <laughs> i'm the professor and my entrance music is we don't need no education <laughs> but that, that puts a professor out of work immediately and that's why i wrestle i'm the professor who wrestles <laughs> you see you're laughing but rory at one time, there was a television series yeah. called Learning the Ropes. Yeah. What was about a teacher who moonlit as a wrestler at night. Is this real? Lila Zato played the uh, played the teacher. Learning the Ropes. I it, get it. It was filmed up here in Canada. And uh, one season, 22 episodes. But yeah. they're very hard to find. Of course they are. So you're The right professor. On. The professor. Yeah. Oh, and you know who the professor could have as his uh, manager? Who? Marianne. Get out of here. Professor and Mary Ann. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I would dress. Yeah. The Gilligan's Island professor. You're wearing the professor. Give it up pants. for the professor. You're wearing the tan pants right now. Sounds like a male stripper. The, the professor. The, I'd say you take your attention to the main stage. We've got the professor. And he'll be taking off his shirt to get greasy yeah. with another man. He's going to get ring. greased up, but I'm not ripped or anything. It's flailing skin. You don't have to be ripped you don't have to. anymore. You don't have to. That's right. Cruiserweights. That's you right. You could be a cruiserweight. Yep. Or you could be a good manager. You know, it's always such a compliment when your friend says, if you got into wrestling, I think you'd make a great manager. <laughs> All I've ever wanted to be is a manager. Because there are not a lot of fat wrestlers that make it to the elite level. But managers, there's plenty of fat managers. Yeah. I just said this in the last, in the last week's episode. But this is going to air wait four weeks from now. Yeah. So, you know. But, hey, um, a fat <laughs> manager, yeah, they're quite common. So, yeah. But, like, let's say if I wrote a script and it was about me being a manager in an indie wrestling league and I wanted a rival – could I use you as my rival and we create a character? Maybe you want to be the professor. Maybe you want to be the colonel. And we dress Ooh. up like Colonel Sanders. I don't want to look like Colonel Sanders, but I like the colonel. The colonel? Uh, here comes up. the colonel. You could be Okay. Well, you could be the colonel. But I dress like uh, candy corn. 
Whatever you want to dress like. And you people go, the but people go, ah, there's the colonel. And when it cuts to me, I'm just in a shitty candy corn outfit <laughs> with my face through a hole and like my arms can't even move. I'm the easiest person to beat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Candy corn is getting yeah. punched in the face. Are his shoulders down? I can't tell because he's got that outfit on. <laughs> he's in that box thing that looks like candy corn. He's oh, the square in the squared circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. That could work. The if colonel. Were, um, now, you've never really been into wrestling. No. no. There was there was one night where wrestling was magical for me. What night was that? We all went over to uh, Scott Moran's house. Yes. And this was right after the uh, WWE started their app where you, you could get access to everything. The network. The network. Yes. That makes more sense. And you could access everything. And uh, Vince and Matt and Jesse Pop all came over. I think DeRosa came over and uh, we just had it. It was called the, uh, was it called like boys night or it was something so stupid. Man, man night. <laughs> Sounds like the stud stable. Dude, watching wrestling with that group. And I openly said I didn't care for wrestling when I grew up, but I'm into it. Like, and because it's the WWE network, Matt McCarthy could kind of like DJ, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. He could just pick what we were going to watch and what matches, what part of a match we would watch. So he was just kind of flipping around to different stuff and, uh, watching it with those guys and Matt's commentary that was just so mysterious and stuff. And I would ask questions like a kid, like, is that real? Did this happen? He would like totally play along with it. It was so fucking fun. I was like, there's no part of me that wants to turn on wrestling by myself and watch it. Yeah. But if I could watch it with people who love wrestling, yeah. I can easily adapt to like feeling what they're feeling well, and, and liking it. It's just another I just have no nostalgia of, to draw on like they do. No, it's no it's just a form of entertainment. Like yeah. if you go to a live indie wrestling card, it is so difficult not to get caught up right. in the action and what's going on in the crowd yeah. and just the vibe. And it's it's really, really cool. That's awesome because I love all those guys. Yeah. All those guys are great. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for their wrestling podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of my listeners come from their show as and well. And you just re-air their episodes. Well, I actually don't <laughs> listen to their... I don't listen to a lot of their episodes until after I've recorded my weekly show. Yeah. Because I don't want to cross over right. and do the same thing. But they're, they kind of do... Um, they kind of do... Uh, when we watch wrestling, they kind of do like an update or whatever happened in the week yeah. or whatever is going on with them whereas i'm more of an interview show where i tried to be vastly different yeah so um i feel like there's a lot of different angles you can take yeah with wrestling oh yeah there's yeah. totally if i have a guest that i don't like i body slam them oh so, god oh, fuck no we're in a fancy hotel we can't fancy fancy this is garbage you can reach your fridge from your bed exactly i want to have to get up that's how i want space <laughs> you, you want space i don't like the tiles well this is a good you can have a really good bedroom brawl in this uh, yeah and you can in this brawl you could use everything except for the kitchen sink because the kitchen is also in the bedroom yes this yes is like a, it's like a bachelor apartment in here it is yeah um, if you, besides the candy corn man, if you were to create a wrestling character, what kind of character do you think you'd create? Oh God. Well, the candy corn man and then the professor. Yes. And then, uh, God, I don't know. What would I, what would, what, I mean, do you want it to be kind of like personal to your, does it need to be personality driven? 
I feel like every wrestler, there's like a part of their, it kind of naturally fits into their personality, right? If they want it to work, I think it does. Yeah, I think it's it's like like stand-up. Your jokes kind of got to fit into your persona. You know, when you start, it doesn't really match, but you don't care because you're just trying to get laughs. Yeah. And then over time, you're like, I have jokes about stuff I don't even care to talk about, but you only wrote it because it was funny. And then over time, you're like, I really need to be me. And then it becomes a lot of fun. I feel like wrestling's got to be that same way where it's like, even Ric Flair, I'm sure he's, you know, in his prime was like, oh, this is working because I am an, ex- this is an extension of what I really yeah. want to act like. I want to be it's like, it's not, a, I'm not Ric such Flair a character. It's no. a little bit rooted in something real. Well, the thing with Ric Flair is he's always lived his gimmick. Yeah. Ted DiBiase used to say to him, you know, the difference between you and I is um, you're spending all your own money where I'm spending Vince's. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good line. But Ric Flair has always lived his gimmick, and that ESPN 30, 30 for 30, 30 yeah, yeah. coming out. Yeah. I think it's a lot about that, about him just being Ric Flair and how hard it is not to be Ric Flair. Right. So can you imagine? Well, you got to get to a point where you're in, you're in too deep. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Like Hulk Hogan... Sure, people can call him Terry, but he can't go outside and not be Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He's Hulk Hogan forever. Forever, yeah. You know, and I think that that's how. And that's his fault, and I'll always say that. Well, do you think... That's his own fault. He should have got into more better movies. Imagine if this happened with movie stars. I guess it happens with soap stars, you hear about it. Like, I think it happens with movie stars, too. Where somebody just refers to... Like, imagine if I met Danny McBride and I just called him Kenny Powers the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I went to your wedding, uh, I was very excited to be in the Carolinas because uh, that's Ric Flair country. To soak up the essence. Well, it was Ric Flair country. So, as we're driving to uh from the airport to the hotel and then to where your wedding was i'm seeing all these road signs for like this uh greensboro i'm like oh the greensboro coliseum yeah. oh my god rick Riley had so many matches there or i'm thinking about charlotte and then i was like oh my god like this is where i, I think all to, that too I, I, and i said to the taxi cab driver <laughs> i was like hey you ever watch Ric Flair growing up? Because this is Ric Flair country. I'm telling him where he lives. Yeah. I'm like, you live in Ric Flair country, you know? And he's like, oh, I seen wrestling when I was a kid a couple times, but I, I guess Ric Flair is okay. I guess Ric Flair is okay. <laughs> I like this driver. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah, I guess Ric Flair is okay. I'm more of an educated man. I prefer the professor. The <laughs> professor. When you watch these down and down, <laughs> I've always thought that Will Ferrell's character. And I was oh did, the hair alone. He didn't. He did an interview where they said, "Where did Avery Schreier? What his name was? His Avery character. His name was Avery something yeah. Avery." And he said, "Where did this character come from?" And he's like, "Oh, it just came from the brilliant mind of of Adam McKay." And 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 I was like, "What are you talking about?" To me, it's clear that you're Ric Flair from 1980. <laughs> right. You got the aviators. You got the hair. You even woo. At yeah. one part, you go woo. I'm like, come on, just say you're Ric Flair, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people try to be Ric Conor McGregor. Can you stop trying to be Ric Flair for a moment? Take the <laughs> fancy suit and the aviators and the, and the expensive watch off and stop pretending like, yeah. you know, stop ripping off the nature boy, who's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. 
So why was he called the Nature Boy? Because um, big he, nature fan. Well, environmentalist. Buddy Rogers. Environmentalist. Buddy Buddy Rogers was the original Nature Boy. Yep, I know that. And then uh, a lot of times wrestlers, it's not like comedy. Wrestlers will steal from each other all the time. Yeah, I know. And uh, he just took the title Nature Boy. I like that. So there were other Nature Boys that weren't as famous. Buddy Landell. Yeah. Was a bit of a Nature Boy. There's a whole slew of Nature Boys. Yeah. There's probably there was the band, the Nature Boys. No, Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They sang Elvira. That's right. And they went, giddy up, boom bop, boom bop, bow, bow, giddy up, boom bop, boom bop, bow, bow. Okay. My mom used to listen to them. So. I can't do it. It's it's Oak Ridge Boys. It's very complicated. It's country music yeah. at its finest from back in the day. Oh, also, we would watch. Uh, uh, some wrestling from Japan. Yes. Some of the guys that are trying to get into the WWE. Well, some of them don't even want to try. I think one guy maybe did make it. He was like the kind of had a gunslinger kind of ace or something. Or name some wrestlers. Oh, oh in you're Japan. thinking of uh, you're thinking of Tanahashi, who they call no, ace. no, no, no uh, American guy. An American guy called yeah. Ace. It was like he was like some kind of gunslinger style persona. Who? Over in Japan, wrestling. Oh, Bullet Club? No. No? no. AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Yes. That's exactly... Doesn't he have a gunslinger vibe? Yeah. I don't really know. He's got soccer hair. Uh, mom, soccer hair. That's the kind of vibe he gave off with soccer mom who soccer. has a six-shooter. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Um, which is... Very every specific. Socky... Uh, every Very socky, niche. Socky mom. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, soccer... Yeah, AJ Styles is in the WWE. He's he doing made very it. well. Yeah, he made it. Well, he's... One of the better, best. He was wrestlers. bound. He was bound to. He was one of the best wrestlers in the world. He wrestled for 14 years before even getting there. Yeah, and his matches are incredible. He has great matches with everybody that he yeah. wrestles. Great choreo- choreography. It, it, well, of course, it has to be because it's not real. Well, it's you can't fake falling down. Well, there is contact. There is contact. But these guys don't necessarily hate each other. No, they don't. They hit up the Olive Garden after the show, just like you and I. They Probably more likely they hang out at the Marriott Hotel. Uh, well, they're not getting unlimited breadsticks, soup, and salad. I know, well, I know that much. That's why I go to the Olive Garden. You should try to get sponsorship by the Olive Garden. If they'd give me an olive branch, maybe I'd get, get out of town. <laughs> Thank you. Thank they you can't. Very much. They can't pull it out of the garden. Then they won't have a garden. I don't like what I added to that joke. You, I see. Whether you were, whether or not, like wrestling or not, you do a lot of things similar to wrestling in your stand-up. You create characters. That's right. You be character. Sometimes, right. like when you're first time on Conan by yourself. Or all jeepers, even the two times, with, even the two times with John, people did not know in wrestling what you guys did would be called a work. Yeah, and you worked the audience. They didn't know that you and John were booked, not booked at the same time. And that we knew each was, other, and that you knew each other yeah. from 2006. Quite the debut. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then when you went on Conan next time, you did a Southern character. That's right. And in completely Southern jokes. Talking about Lunchables. Yeah. Why don't you do why, why don't you do the Lunchables bit anymore? I don't remember it. It's it, well, it goes like this: Lunchables. Where's breakfast bowls? How about breakfast bowls? How about dinnerables? Dinnerables. How about marbles? No, that wasn't it. But I, I do remember. That. No, you know what my favorite joke was of that set? What was? Uh, I can't do my impersonation. I. They're taking away our freedoms. Texting and driving. Didn't we just get that? Didn't we just get that? 
How do I do that? Yeah, everybody knows how to text and drive. You just, two letters, eyes on the road. Two letters, eyes on Space the road. Spacebar counts as a letter. That is a great joke. Yeah, I'm thank always you. like that. Thank you. That's my favorite joke of the set. I agree. I love that joke. And if you go on YouTube and you watch the set, and then you read all the experts underneath with you, the commentary. And you're going to want to do that. I've done it. And uh, I've only gotten mad at three people. Comments are always so much fun after anything but is posted online. This, guy's, this guy really speaks like this. It's like, no, <laughs> it's just a character. Does He does a German character, too. Yeah. Like, and like people are telling their arguing. Yeah, debating. Like, he's, he's from the Carolinas. I Googled him. Yeah. I think he talks like that. Yeah. So th- when you did They're that. are falling perfectly into my trap. But that's the thing My is, brain trap. You never... Professor. You never gave them the real thing. You just gave them a character and you never yeah. acknowledged it. That's wrestling. I feel, I feel maybe I should be a wrestler. Well, I have you, the build. You said it yourself. You have the psychological... Chase weight. Psychological Would you say chase weight? Cruiser weight. Cruiser weight. What does that mean? Anything under 205. Ah. You can wrestle. All right. I'm like 195. Yeah. You're, you're I've like... Got a ma- I got a heavy mass... Yeah, people might be like, "You don't look thick," like I, but I'm weighted. I'm weighted down. And you're you're very um, just swifty, just swift, agile. That's a soccer history. I've got a, It's all soccer. Yeah, I have a swift agility because of soccer, and uh, I have a I have a thick mass because of Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, well Dairy. Queen. I ate a lot of ice cream. I had Chick Fil A recently. I'm not ashamed of that. Chick-fil-A is right in LA. It's right across from In-N-Out. You know, you can't. And every time I look at In-N-Out, actually, sometimes I like to go to the Chick-fil-A in LA. And then I like to look across at the high school and be like, if John Ritter saw me right now, (laughs) that's the only person I know went to high school there. Do you remember when 2006, when we first met and uh, our final run of the tour was in Vancouver? Yes. And it was me and you. And we went to go get burgers and we put in our order for burgers and then we walked down the block because you wanted an appetizer of tacos and so we ate tacos and then we went and got our burgers <laughs> and we were so i was like i don't know how we're eating this much food and we were so fucking high this is uh, uh, this is not uncommon there they used to Bert boomer phillips and i used to go out for burgers we go into this place called bellwood burger here in toronto yeah a pound burger with three slices of cheese Jeez. on the Burger, Christ. But three slices of cheese. It's already making me sick. But wait, they had to cook it. So while they cooked it, I ran across the 7-Eleven and crushed a couple hot dogs. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, God. That just makes me so sick. I never got to 365 by by eating not smart. Yeah. You know, clearly. I wasn't eating bananas and chips. Yeah. No, or banana chips. Um, or even banana chips. Yeah. Which Food were right high. there in front of us the whole time. I'd we never dehydrator. <laughs> In two thousand, I thought you were going to bring up this in two thousand and six. So we're we're the undercard, as they would say in wrestling, on the show. And and Canadian comedy. You got a BK? Canadian? No, Canadian comedy BK. legend. No, it wasn't BK. Who? It was Stan, Stan Thompson. Stan Thompson. Well, I forgot because in two thousand seven, I was with Bobby. Yeah. Because he refused to shoot the final scene for the apartment. apartment. <laughs> Stan Thompson, for those of you who don't know, Stan Thompson is a legend. Yeah. He's Stan Thompson. He's like, let me. He, he got mad at us because the show 
me and you at that point were very cohesive. We could work well off each other. Even the intros and everything, we'd call back to each other's sets. And I remember Stan telling the booker or the manager, like, Rory and Casey are ganging up and making it impossible for me to follow. <laughs> like, so there was... When we were literally just going and telling our jokes. And having fun. Yeah. And so there was one night, the front ganging row... Ganging up. Like, how do you even actively gang up? You're well, either funny or you're not. There was one night, though... <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. There was 11 beautiful Asian women sitting in the front row. Of course, row. I remember it. I think about and, it all the time. And you were on stage. But on be, but before I went on stage, or before I brought you on, I was telling them, I, remember I, love, I love Asians. I love, I said, I have a kimono that Very I wear. Very racist. Very racist. No, nothing was racist. I have oh, a yeah. kimono. Okay. And so I told them about the kimono. And then I brought you on stage. And then I thought, I was sitting there listening to your set backstage. And then I thought... Dude, go get your motherfucking kimono. It's yeah. only upstairs. Yeah. So I ran up to my hotel room. I grabbed the kimono. And then I knew once the crowd saw me in the kimono, yeah. it was going to pop huge. Yeah. And maybe this was what Sam was talking about because you just had a great set. And I came out. You said, good night. I don't think I extroed you on purpose. And as you were walking off, I slapped you in the back of the head and held open my arms because I was in the kimono and everybody was just going nuts. <laughs> It was such an awesome, <laughs> it was such a good moment. And I remember because I had to stay at Coco's because uh, they wouldn't give me a hotel room. Yeah, how ridiculous uh, is yuck that? Yuck yucks. Yeah. Now the comedy mix. Now the comedy mix. Coming in at 250 pounds. The professor. The professor. <laughs> and his colleague, Marianne. Marianne. And the rest. Even though we were smoking so much pot, I remember it so clearly because I remember we went to the well. We did sets at the well. Yeah. And that was such a big deal to me because you had talked up the well and then you talked about who popped into the well and it was such a legendary place. And then... Uh, yeah. Brent Butt used to... Who's yeah. Corner Gas used to run it. Yeah. Robin Williams used to drop by there when everyone was in town. Galifianakis. Galifianakis was a regular there. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I remember you're, you were staying like right above, above it. it and we went on the roof. Yes. And I remember we had smoked so much pot that I was having to really talk myself down from the, all that Canadian pot. I, I remember I was going on stage just talking about how strong the Vancouver pot was. I wrote like probably 10 minutes about how strong the pot was Yeah, because I was just like, every time we smoked, I was just on the edge. Remember, I think after the urban well, we walked down to the beach and I, I love all your listeners are gonna be like, no one cares about your fucking walk down memory lane. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? This could be the worst. We walked over to the bay and got high, and it was so. It felt so good. Body slam, wrestling, talk, right there. Keep going. Ah, uh, man, remember all that? We got yeah, because we also locked ourselves up on the roof. Yes. And um, I remember I was con trying to convince you, like Rory, I can't jump and make that tree, <laughs> but you can jump and make that tree and climb down. The professor would do it. The professor. You know, we don't need <laughs> no education. So. Yeah, we were stuck up on this tree, and then I, I remember my buddy, who is who lived there, came up and he goes, "Yeah, the door was open, so I just figured you guys probably locked yourselves up here on the <laughs> roof like we did." Uh, I remember all of that. Now that was in 2006. Then we had so much fun that we arranged for you to come back in 2007 so that we could work together again. Yeah. Now, what happened in 2007? John Doerr gives us a call. 
and he's asking me if I'm available to be a part of the John Doerr television show, which I didn't have an agent and it wasn't going to happen at that point because I was on tour. But then we told him we had our own show. We had our own show premiering just premiering before his just show. Before his show the next week, the next day night. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, and he laughed. And he said, "If you if you have a show that premieres before my show, I'd love to see it." So we began shooting without a script. We just had an idea of what we wanted to do, yeah. and we shot this 10-minute video, and we overshot it enough that we had half of the next video, and then all of a sudden, we started making... Yeah. An, it's very funny, because I remember when I went to your place in New York, one night we got in an argument on the street, because I was going on about how much I hated improv, <laughs> and I was saying, it's so stupid, and you are a big improv guy, and we were like in a heated argument... Waiting for a cab where we had to share with five other people. Yeah. I'm so stupid because I didn't you not even know that long form improv was a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, like, it's like whose line? And that's all the apartment was. Yeah, yeah. I watched it recently and there's so many scenes Such a in good it watch. where I uh, where I'm laughing. Like like when I watch Catching or what is it? Hunger Games. Yeah, and they do. You laugh. The you're weird. No, but the Hunger Games. <laughs> they do the last Hunger Games, or maybe it was Twilight. One of these series. <laughs> One of these shows. It was either the apocalypse or the vampires, but okay. I, I don't know which. They had this the, the finale, and then they said this is the finale of this movie. Yeah, part one. But th- th- that's th- that was our whole joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a two-part finale. That's right. It's not a finale if there's two parts. Yeah. Only the finale is the finale. Well, if anyone listening is curious. To see this, it's all on uh, Casey's Facebook page, all of the videos, but you have to watch it knowing that the first episode we made as a joke and we just quickly came up with a story and quickly shot it and quickly edited it just so we could get it on YouTube before John Doerr's show premiered so we could say our show came out and then our goal became to try to have a new episode before John would have a new episode up. So we worked as fast as we could. And if you're willing to stick it out and watch all of it, you'll see that we actually started to like actually create a real story between these two roommates that even to this day, if you go back and watch it, cause it's like, you know, we shot it on the fly 10 years ago with yeah. my little camera and, and then I would upload it to iMovie on an old, old version of iMovie. And then I would edit it as quickly as I could, but going back and watching it for the fact that we just made it all up on the fly. If you were, if you found out that we sat and wrote all that out and and actually shot it, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" But we made it all up on the spot and, and edited as quickly as we could just to post it. And genuinely, there's like a story there. And you know what's funny is when you go back, like it had such a following when we were doing it weekly. Because I, I go back on my Facebook and I'm reading all the comments and all the things, and they were fans of this. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I remember Kelly McKeegan, who recruited me for Just for Laughs, she's like, everybody loves it at the office. <laughs> they did not know who Rory Scoble was <laughs> at Just for Laughs. They're probably, their introduction to Rory was probably in the apartment. I love that they were like, we're watching it like it's a soap opera. It, what's well, going to happen next? We don't know what's going to happen next. Oh, so I remember much fun. I, had, I had to leave, and I came back, or there was one part where it was like, there was one episode where I had to leave and come back, and so it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of me in that episode, and I remember I said to you, "I don't know. There's not a lot of me in that ap- that episode." You're like, "The previous episode was all you. <laughs> there was like 
three, four minutes of you just being a stone food critic. You're like, you, you stop being selfish. <laughs> but it was stoner so, food critic. This, and this is also too. For those of you, now here's where the wrestling comes in. For those of you are the wrestling fans of the show or for shows, uh, friends of mine, friends of Vince Averill from We Watch Wrestling, the first conversation. Also, Vince, Vince Averill, is in it. Vince, Vince is Averill in is in it. Yeah. Vince Averill is in it. And it's fantastic. But Vince, yeah, is the first conversation Vince and I ever had, Rory was taping for the show and I had no idea. Yeah. So you can see me telling Vince stories about wrestling and Vince is not acting. He's right into these stories that I'm telling him. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's those stories from that era is the reason why we're here today. Cause if I didn't go <laughs> and tell the undertaker story on his show, yeah. I wouldn't have this podcast today and I wouldn't have the fans that listen to this. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. How, that's why uh, this is the, the web, the 10 year anniversary of the, the web of, of it all of the apartment. So watch the apartment. The first episode Go to Casey's Facebook page. To, well, YouTube took all the music out. Well, what? Yeah. YouTube censored us, but here's what I'm going to do. YouTube. It's they're Nazis, dude. And the, I don't use that term lightly, but YouTube is Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, that when you watch this show, I'm going to release, I'm actually going to start releasing them again on Funny or Die. Okay. So if you have a Funny or Die profile, yeah. you just attach yourself to the shows. Oh, okay. Um, four of them are already up. Yeah. I'm going to put the other ones up. Like, because starting next week is the 10 year anniversary of the first episode. Yeah. So I'm going to try to put them all up a week like it was originally. Yeah. And um, it's a love story. It is a it's, love story. That's what I've realized. Like when you watch it. Is it is a love story. But there's, and there's so many. Yeah, it's a love story. And my character is an, a I'm the asshole. Yeah. I'm the asshole in it. Like when I watch it, I almost like, I was like, I'm so into it when I was watching last time because I was really baked and I just like ran the whole thing. It's yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. like watching a movie. And I was like, you know, you want to go, your character wants to go to the States to be a white rapper. Yeah. Which I'm saying is ridiculous, which isn't ridiculous. Mac mir miracle lyrical, lyrical miracle. Yeah. He helped you become a rapper and you want to be a rapper and I'm just shitting on your dreams the whole time yeah and lying to you but my favorite scene is when we go to and I, it's hard to pick a favorite scene but of course it's with me is when we go to el rancho and i walk into your room and i'm trying to tell you the how great your room is <laughs> yeah and i just trash your room <laughs> as i'm doing it that was all improvised yeah yeah, yeah. That, to me blows my i'm a good improviser <laughs> like and i even called back to phone lunges at one part where fishing I'm like, man swimming man swimming man swimming man, swimming man. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to put swimming. You're going to have to. Every listener is like, how are we relating to this? We're gonna, <laughs> there's no relation to this. Yeah. But swimming, man, we're going to have to put that up on Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to have to film a swimming, swimming man. Swimming man. Swimming man. Swimming man. <laughs> swimming man. <laughs> swimming man. <laughs> or somebody who's like, Rory, who's in the shower? You're in the shower. You're in the shower, Casey. <laughs> I'm in the shower. <laughs> like it's some of the most ridiculous scenes ever are in this. Yeah. There's so many funny, ridiculous scenes like where Vince Averill is carrying the two two fours 
and we're getting in the elevator. Yeah. And you guys are walking out, and he's like, I said, see you later, getting on the elevator. <laughs> and like, Mark. <laughs> and Mark Poulos yeah. is such a giant. Yeah. Like the fact like, that. Mark, get on the elevator. Oh, yeah, get in the elevator. Get in the Mark's elevator. my sidekick. Yeah. He becomes, and like, we dress him up like me. Yeah. Oh, there's so many gags in it. It's just ridiculous. It's just good stuff. What is that? That's my bed. You can hear that on the podcast. If it's this, in my if this comes a rocking, know that I'm knocking it. <laughs> and that's how good I am at rapping in the episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lear- Chris Gordon, Brent Hall. Bobby Keel. Bobby. Bobby uh, Keel's scene is the best scene. Don Wood. Don Wood. Who's Don Wood is hardly ever out there anymore. Don Wood is a ghost. You got to find him. Yeah. You have to find that well, gentleman. Did you get those pictures we sent you from me and Brent Hall? No, I don't think so. Brent Hall said he sent you pictures. Well, and I, I don't say this lightly, but Brent Hall is an absolute liar. And a disgrace of a man. I kind of thought so because I was like, I Look haven't seen. Him. I haven't seen these pictures. Look at him. He's, He's a disgrace of a man. He's tall. He's Good tall, looking. and he does have those eyes. He's got two of them. He does. Have he two has two eyes. eyes, and he looks at you when he speaks, and You've he listens when you speak, and it's gross. Of a stranger. All right. You know that song? No. You've got two eyes of a stranger. What do you usually talk about with guests? Is it ever? Does it ever divert this much? No. Like we're both talking about how Brent I, Brent Hall has eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other wrestlers that you like that have eyes? Who's my favorite wrestler of all time? Yeah, who is your favorite? Uh, f- is from time? someone from the outside. The Outsiders? Looking in. Uh, probably The Outsiders. Probably oh. Ralph Macchio. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I have a, a fave whenever I tune in. I'll tell you one thing I loved watching was yes. when Vince McMahon yeah. jumped into the ring and fucking ripped, ripped his, his quad. The quad on both his legs, right? Yeah. Way to not give in. No. Dude, Vince McMahon is crazy. That guy... Just took a headbutt in Vegas two weeks ago. Yeah. By Kevin Owens. And like he's like they shook hands and then Kevin Owens just like brought him in and headbutted him, busted him wide open. Yeah. Vince McMahon is seventy two years old. And he went with it. Oh, he's like and apparently rode the lightning. When you when you get to beat up Vince McMahon, that's like the biggest push you can get in wrestling. Yeah. And he's always like, when he gets involved, like he challenges you and he says things, he's like, you better not fuck this up. Like, he's probably like, you better lay me, lay, prove them wrong and fucking lay me out. You yeah. know, like he's really challenging. He's you. kind so, of fucked up in the head. Oh, I think so. Especially after this headbutt. Jesus oh, Christ. I gotta watch that. Roll the footage. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There's the handshake. Yeah, watch this. There's the... Oh. Oh, my... Isn't that vicious? And just know that he still has the quad issue. Now, you have to realize that in WWE, there is a no blood rule. So, Vince McMahon is breaking his own rules. He's going to have to fine himself probably a hundred grand. He doesn't care. He's rich. He is rich. But so are all the other... Hey... Okay, so you, uh, Rory, you're in movies now. You are in television. I'm now a you're film you were star. In, you were in... Uh, Very recognizable. You were in a movie. You are one... Okay, if we're playing Kevin Bacon, you yeah. know that game? Yeah. Kevin Bacon? Yeah, KB. 
You do realize that you're one degree from John Cena. Fuck. How does that make you feel? It makes you me feel are, great. Oh, like, I, honestly, you, I think about you, it all the time. Can you guess how that degree is? Like, how does that go? Train wreck. What? You're in train wreck? No, he was in train wreck. He is in train wreck. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. You're in a movie with Amy Schumer. I'm in a movie with Amy Schumer. But it's not out yet. So that it's doesn't not count. Out. Oh, so, so you have another route. There's another route. <sighs> what other the movies fuck? were you in? Will Ferrell's Amy Poehler movie. Oh, who's that? A- the what's house. Her, what's her name? Amy Poehler. Oh, is she in the movie? She's in a movie with John Cena. Daddy's home. Yeah. Wait, the Amy Poehler and sisters, the sister movie where they're here and uh, Amy Poehler's in daddy's home. No, you're right. She's not. Will is. Will is. Will's in daddy's home. I, yeah. I, I mean, he is him and Mark Wahlberg are the movie. Wait a minute. But Amy Poehler is in two sisters. The with sisters Tina with Tina. Okay. Well, John Cena's in that movie for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know what's funny? You know, it's funny because it's John Cusack. It's the movie 2012. But what I'm talking about is Amy Poehler and Sisters, and that's John Cena. Yes. (laughs) I've always tried to be one degree from John Cena through anyone named Amy. That's always been my goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're you're two. Two separate one degree occasions. But, you know, but you're even closer because... Oh, wait, no, John Cena, yeah. I'll he's, do something with John he's, Cena. He's good in Trainwreck, I'll tell you that. He is great. Um, burped. That's all right. Um, who else is there uh, that you've worked with that's been in wrestling? Who? No, I said Oh, who you else? have one? You no. have one, or no. I should know it. Have you ever seen, you're down in L.A. doing the club scene, you ever see Dolph Ziggler around telling I jokes? Haven't, I haven't seen the Dolph. The Dolph? Imagine no. if I was, you know, Rowdy, golf. Rowdy Piper was going around for a bit. Obviously he passed, but, yeah. uh, he was going around to a lot of the clubs. I never intersected with him either. Earl Skakel used to do, used to co-host his podcast with you. This one. No, no, no. Earl Skakel used to co-host Roddy Piper's podcast called Piper's pit. Piper's pit. Yeah. Yeah. So when I go to LA, I'm going to try to get a hold of Earl Skakel. So maybe he can tell yeah. me some Roddy Piper stories. Because I had, I've, I've met Earl Skakel before. Yeah. I've had K. Trevor Wilson on the show who did roast battle against Earl. ETW. And uh, Earl was nice enough to leave a comment K- on my Instagram T-W. about K. Trevor Wilson. The K-T-W. man mountain of, we call him the man mountain of comedy up here. Mountain nature boy. He's a big wrestling advocate. Nature mountain boy. Nature mountain boy. <laughs> that sounds like uh, somewhere that's someone that sells granola. <laughs> Come to Nature Mountain Boy. You come on down to the Nature Mountain Boy store and get some granola. We got oh, we got ten different types of granola. Coconut crisps. We have one type of granola. <laughs> <laughs> now all of a sudden I feel like I want to turn this interview into like fucking Jiminy Glick. I'm like, Just radio now, you've um, I, I can't even do a Jiminy Glick. Yeah, now you've uh, but what was in <laughs> It's yeah. so funny, so the two you, tones. Yeah. So yeah. you work with um, no. <laughs> what is Jack like really like? Jack like really white. Jack like really white. What is Jack like really white? Does Jack white right, like wrestling? He seems I bet like he the, does. He seems like the type of person that would like wrestling. I bet he does. Yeah. So I bet he fucking does. I don't know. I don't know either. He might. 
when uh now how did that come about do you get him for the special you so you know they produced it jack white is in rory's current netflix special uh, where rory tries comedy for the first time it's called rory rory scoville does stand up for the first time tries, tries stand up for the first time and uh jack white and ben swank are both in a sketch in the middle of the special um which was awesome to get the two of them and uh we shot that at third man records and third man records is who produced the special through their new uh third man films yes so there's they're they're trying to branch out and do new stuff and i went to them because i knew they they were fans uh in terms of just uh liking me supporting me i think they were like i said hey let's try to do a special and i think they were like yeah let's 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 throw some money at that and see if we like doing that and i it could not have been a better situation to get to make a special and know that the production company doing it is just awesome badass people who support art properly the sketch in it is very funny. And, uh, and I mean, thank you. And we yeah. didn't really put too much thought in it. We just knew that the whole point was for him to kind of be like, yeah, Roy's an idiot and I'm throwing him money and yeah. uh, I'm an ex- I'm just experimenting with this fucking yokel and having him do stand-up. So that was kind of it. And then we kind of fi- found the jokes as we were doing it. But it was fun to do it because we were all three laughing the whole time. See, you see, like the thing is, it's so crazy because it's like, again... You know, you have it. You obviously, I know you have a history of uh, with with Jack White. You know, I know pretty much know the whole story. Yeah. You know, but the fans don't know the whole story that you met him in a diner and gave him your CD. Well, yeah, at this burger place uh, in 2011, I gave him one of my CDs. Uh, him and Ben Swank again, they were there, and so I just went up and gave him a CD, and I didn't feel bad about it because I wasn't a band. If I was a band, I would have felt tacky. Yeah. But I was a stand-up comic, and I was like, I honestly thought in my head like. Oh, I kind of want an excuse to just go and introduce myself. And I have this album. And since it's stand up, I don't feel tacky. Yeah. And honestly, if he likes it, maybe he'll tweet out. And you had no idea that he's like this huge comedy nerd. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, he's a big fan of comedy. He's, I think he has a really good sense of humor. Ben Swank, I think, also has a great sense of humor. And uh, they listened to it. And a year later, uh, I got a phone call while I was in Montreal about to go on stage. And Jack was like, I want you to come and do a show at Third Man Records. I want to record it. I want it to be a vinyl that we release. And I was like, absolutely. And then one minute later, I went on stage and bombed for one hour in Did Montreal. Did you bomb? I bombed horribly. And all I, I thought the whole time that. in my head was... Uh, well, it was, uh, it was, I wasn't there for the festival. I was there doing a weekend at the, the nest, I think. Yeah. I was with you. Were you there that week? No, you weren't. I was hosting that night, that weekend. Were you? I was staying. Oh, I bo- then you should remember this. I know, but they don't know. Oh, I bombed. Yeah, I know, but the listeners don't know. No, I'm know. saying you should remember that I, I bombed. I don't remember you bombing. I that's what remember, I mean. You know, I, I was like, maybe that's why you should remember it. I remember the phone call. You might have stepped out and I got remember, some No, I was on stage when it happened. No, but I mean, during my set, you might have stepped out, and that's maybe. why you didn't see the bombing. Because I, I remember... Because it was, it was gross. Because before I brought you on, you're like, you're not going to believe the conversation I just <laughs> had. <laughs> and then you went on stage, and then that night... We're in the hotel room, and um, also I remember that's the night that Ghost Panther, or what is it? Ghost Rider? Oh, yeah. Adam McKay started following you Adam on the Twitter. McKay. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, this is an epic night. And then you said... <laughs> and you slept in the bathroom. And then you said, go to sleep in the bathroom, please. Yeah, I can't handle your, your sleep apnea. I can't Thank deal with it. Thank you for not saying snoring. Um, I can't handle it. No, some of the listeners can't handle it because, like, look at... I, I will go do these tapings for in studio. Yeah. And my producer, 
the big Ross man? Yeah. He has these BRM. incredible, incredible microphones. Yeah. And they pick up everything. They pick up me breathing. Yeah. And I don't like it because I sound really, really, really fat. Yeah. You know, you. Look, yeah. the thing about radio is you don't know what you color get to hide. I am. You don't know. But you know what? If I'm doing an interview and it sounds like I have sleep apnea during the interview. Yeah. That's not good. That's queen. I was like, so Rory, <laughs> tell me about. <laughs> Even that made you cough. <coughs> uh, we got to work on you. We got to get to work on no, you. I'm still in the impression. <laughs> so, but that's crazy. Like that's yeah. A, that was a crazy night. And that was a crazy story. And it's just so good because like you watch Jack White's videos. And yeah, yeah. Obviously, he has a sense of humor. I think so. Like, I think he's I, very funny. Yeah, he is very funny. But man, it's uh, it, it was great that he was willing to be in a sketch. Because he could have just been like, I don't really want to be in any of it. But it was funny, but too, God he where, did. You're, I love where it. you're like, why do we have a sketch in the middle of a comedy show? And I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to give away the answer. You must go to Netflix. Go to Netflix. Go to next, 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 next flix. Next flix. What is next it on? Flit. Ne- next flit. Next flit. Next flit. Next flit. Yeah, then that's what it should be called. Next flick. Next flick. Because you're watching movie after movie. Next right. flick, please. Right. Next flick. Next flick. I'm going to open up a next flick. All right. Next it's flick. basically just blockbuster video, but it's called Next Flick. Next you're trying flick. to go, you're trying to bring the circle back. Yes, but yeah, it, it's all. Everyone should watch the special, and everyone should give me a five star review. Hey. I mean, hey, don't, and also don't decide to watch it based on the reviews on uh, Netflix. You got to think who is the type of person who is willing to leave a review, and it's usually people who hate things. I never see something that I love and care to document my opinion of it online. I tell friends, maybe I'll tweet, I thought this was a good movie at most, but never, never am I writing a review of anything. So keep in mind your whole life, anyone who watches comedy that is incredibly subjective and decides to write a review and it's negative, that's who writes a review. Yes, people with a positive opinion also write reviews, but that's fewer people. I yeah. like a lot of stuff, but I'm never so inspired to write a review because I just don't care. A negative weirdo is who writes a review and they hate everything. Keep that in mind forever. Yes. Maybe someday they'll hate reviewing and they'll oh, stop. Wouldn't that be the best? If you, okay, do you have any favorite movies that involve wrestlers or wrestling in them? I love The Wrestler. The movie The Wrestler. I think it's great because it's so it's so stand up comedy. You and I have talked about it. You opened my eyes to being like, look at you gotta watch wrestling like it's stand up comedy. I try to see it that way, and the movie The Wrestler is like even just knowing that you put that thought in my head, just watching that, I'm like, This is so stand up comedy. When you when you watch the ending of the road when you watch the ending of the wrestler, yeah. What is your perception? Because that movie ends with him coming off the top rope. Black. But and it blacks out. Yeah. What do you think happens? You know what I want to happen? Yeah, what do you want to happen? I want him to die. That's what I think most people think happen. That's what I want to happen. I think that's what most people think happens. Yeah. But I think he just finishes his match and he just keeps going on. Yeah. Because there's no end. Well, you also think that Tony Soprano is out there. No, um, I don't. But I, he gets killed in the black. Well, that's... That's why he goes black. That's... The whole thing has been set out. Yeah. Like, David Chase has finally... Like, yeah. you got tired of people 
saying like look at idiots yeah They're fucking dead the yeah. whole family's dead yeah you know um he went he, he, he like because the show is from tony's perspective yeah so when there's a scene where they're like where they what do you think ha- where there's a flashback in the season six where they're like what do you think happens when you die and yep. tony says nothing you just go black yep and then when that happens he goes black. He goes black, and the and the, and the, to- the movie that I mean the show is told from Tony Soprano's narrative, so it's him that dies. Not a lot of people say narrative, but I like What's that the you word? What's narrative. The word? But Narr- I like what you said. Oh, in Canada we say narrative because it's narrating. When you narrate something, yeah. You, how do you say it? Narrative. And when you when you narrate something, how do you say it? Narrate. So you do say narrate. Narration. Narration. But now when you say it the other Narrative. way. Narrative. Yeah, you changed it. That's wrong. It's not changing it. There's narrate. other examples that you have to do that with. Caribbean or potato? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Caribbean quen. Pota- potato. Potato. Is that your favorite Billy Ocean song? Hearts not beat as- you know what? No uh, more love on the run. I don't mind it. Maybe it is. What about... When the going get tough, nah. the tough get going. I like that. When the going that. gets rough, the I like rough that. Get tough. What movie is that? Romance, no, Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. Sequel to Romancing the Stone. Michael Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. Because Michael Douglas. The theme song for Romancing the Stone was by Eddie Grant, and it yeah. goes, "I'm romancing the stone, never leaving your cold heart alone." Every <laughs> night and every day yeah that's his, that's his uh, the only other song that he did besides electric avenue when I we were kids that. we used to sing electric avenue we used to sing this song goes but we changed the lyrics we'd weird owl it up we'd be like we're gonna walk right through a pile of doggy doo and then we'll take a shower that's how we did it that was our song from a you are a goof troop dude i was doing weird owl before weird owl was doing weird owl that's you are weird owl yes so the wrestler yeah fuck i was standing beside todd berry last night and i didn't even bring up the wrestler that's right why didn't i get him on the podcast why isn't todd berry here right now you failed yourself what why did todd berry have such a problem with the fucking wrestler and the wrestler (laughs) he was his boss you know what he was was an asshole honestly he was a good manager (laughs) that's he was a good manager you're right. The managers do look... Uh, you're right. I could be a manager. Yeah. You could be a manager. You're just coming to that right now. You could be a manager. I could be the manager of a grocery store who also manages a wrestler. That would be the best. <laughs> I am putting that in a script. Yeah. That is going to be in a script that you will be across... I'm putting John in it too. Yeah. I'm actually working on a script about a wrestling thing right now. All right. Don't but, brag uh, to me. John, I'm just... I'm trying to put all my friends in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting out a script out there and uh, it's yeah. not going anywhere. But... Uh, just to let you know, you're in it. I like so, it. I so like is John. It. So is Boomer. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm working on it now. So Perfect. Somebody sent me a treatment. Somebody actually made the treatment and said, would you be interested to be a part of this? I'm like, well, considering that you've already made it all about me. Yes, I love it. I am going and they're like, to. it's called The Apartment. It is, it is <laughs> called the, the Apartment. Yes. The Apartment. My new apartment, Rory. My new apartment. The apartment um, upstairs. The thing about that too is uh, the music is in the fantastic. movie. Oh, in, in our show. In our show, very cleverly selected tunes. Well, half the tunes do, I don't do, know do, because it's do, your music. Do, do. But uh, I didn't know it either. No, what? I just browsed around and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds right." Then they were like, 
I never heard of a band of horses until you have now. Yeah. Well, you like a band of horses. I had just. I like the four horses. I had just found out about them. Yes. You like the Princess Bride? Love it. Who's in that movie? Andre the Giant. That's right. How come we didn't talk about that? Because you don't have an agenda. (laughs) (laughs) The agenda is talk and wrestling. Yeah. Talking. We're doing talking. Talking and sometimes wrestling comes in. Princess Bride was just on. It's good. Did you realize that the main character from The Princess Bride is also Saul Berenson from from Homeland? Carrie Ellis? Uh, What's his name? Carrie Ellis? No, somebody else. Wesley? The guy who plays Wesley? Who's Wesley? The main character in The Princess Bride outside of uh, um, uh, Robin. Who's Robin? The I can't remember her name. Robin Ray Penn? Yeah, I can't remember her name in the movie, though. She's the princess. Yeah, but right. I can't remember who she is. But the guy, what's his name? Who plays Carol in, in uh, Homeland? I don't know. I don't watch Homeland. You don't watch Homeland? <laughs> nah, dude. I hate terrorism. Dude, but how do I don't you... watch ISIS TV. Your next door neighbor was in the fucking Used to be. season. Now we moved. You live next door to a KGB operative. Operative. Because he scared me. He was our landlord. Yeah, I know. I remember him. And that was a great moment for you. I know. I wanted to talk to him about him. Like, do you remember when you. Uh, he would have loved it. Oh, because Homeland is so great. Yeah. Because Canada, we don't have terrorism, and we love it. You guys got to get some. We love eventually, it. it'll get up here. Well, every time we get terrorists, they cross into the States, and then they go to New York for some reason. Yeah. So that's where they say the terrorists came from, right? They crossed at Niagara Falls from Canada. Oh, really? That's where the, the 9-11 terrorists uh, come from. Just like David Copperfield. Yeah. Right hey, over the edge. Do you remember when we had a friend... That slept with David Copperfield. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you went and you did an entire set. Yeah. About a girl who slept with David Copperfield <laughs> as she taped it and laughed through every joke about her. <laughs> and now that girl oh, is I would on, love to is see on that a tape. Canadian television show. I would love to see that tape. She has it. It was on her MySpace. She put it up on her MySpace. Tell her to get it and post it. Tell her to get. Do you keep in touch it. with her? I keep in touch with her. Tell her to post it. Tell her to post it. I know another girl that uh, uh, also hooked up with David Copperfield. Jesus, I know Christ. two girls that are hooked up with David Copperfield. Good Lord, you're yeah, one this, degree of David Copperfield. But this girl, she went to his island. Yeah, he has an island. I know. Isn't that crazy? No, not for. I mean, I'm in that. You know, I'm in that category of wealth. You have an island. No, but you I have could. an island in your kitchen. Yes, kitchen we have. Island. We have a kitchen island. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I invite hot girls to it. Yeah, you'd be like, want to come, come my, on down? Let you want to come to my private island and cook? Cut a meal? tomato. <laughs> Let me cut a tomato, tomato? for you. Tomato. A tomato. 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 Um, we can wrap this up. You wrapping? We can wrapping. I'm gonna take a nap. Oh, you beatbox on your way out. You said we're gonna rap, rapping. Okay. This is how we end the show. Okay. I'm, I'm not a beatboxer, Rory. I don't believe you. Um, 
So, hey, where can we find you, Rory, on Guys, on, on the internet? You're going to want to go to RoryScoville.com. What, tell us, what's there? And now that's going to be, that's where you're going to find tour dates. And that's where you're going to find information about my two specials that are out there. What's your first special? It's uh, called the Charleston Special. The Charleston Special. It was on CISO. It probably still is, but I don't even know if CISO is up here. But what you can do is go to my website so. and you can buy the special. Yeah. It's a download for $5. Or email me. I have it. I'll just, yeah. I'll just forward just it to you. Email Casey. I'll forward it to um, you. And then the second special is on Netflix. All that information is on my website. My Instagram and Twitter is just Rory Scoville and... Honestly, they're both, they can both be very political. And uh, if yeah, you're yeah. listening to this and you're the kind of person that needs to tell comedians that they, they should be funny, I want you to know that you're a fucking idiot and you're, there's nothing interesting about you. And uh, the fact that you can't understand that everyone is free to be political or not political, that you think because of our occupation, we have to constantly be funny. Just know that there is zero of us who take any pleasure in attempting to entertain you because you truly are so uninteresting to us hey nobody gave hacksaw jim duggan for chanting shit for chanting usa 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 exactly usa but when he got caught smoking dope with the iron sheik in the same car well fuck that blew up in his face (laughs) all that pot well hey up in smoke they're supposed to be enemies that's Iron right. Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. And then they get caught smoking dope together? I didn't see the angle you were going to take there. No. I thought it was going to be drug-based. No. Specifically. No. no. Specific. What did you Specificically. say? Spec- oh, yeah. That's how you say it in Canada. Specificically. Thank you for changing. In Canada, there's so many little different things, like specifically. Specifically. And, uh, and, and uh, the other words, and kilometers. And, and money um, is different in Celsius. Money is different. And um, yeah, and Celsius. We don't have Celsius up here. We have, no, we do have Celsius. <laughs> we have Celsius. We don't Good. have Fahrenheit. Like when Bon Jovi put out the album, 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit, I think it's called. Yeah, people are like, we had, to, we had to change that album name to match Celsius up here in Canada. Surely, it's true. <laughs> it didn't sell well in Canada because nobody wanted to buy fucking 320 degrees Celsius. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Bad crazy medicine. temperature. All right, folks. Hey. Thanks, everybody. I'm, I'm glad you guys are tuned in to this show with Rory Scoville. This is probably the least amount of wrestling that's been uh, discussed on the show. However, um, however, the professor, when the professor speaks, the class listens. When the professor speaks, the class listens. That's what your catchphrase is. That's it right there. We found it. You don't talk back to me. You raise your goddamn hand. Yeah, raise your goddamn hand. Oh, my God. You can do that. That's the character. Yep. Folks, I'm Casey Corbin. I'm Roy Scoville. And... Uh, <laughs> You can find us on Fun Your Die with the Apartment re-release coming up soon. You can also find me on the Twitter and I'm Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Comedian Casey Corbin. On everything else, Casey Corbin. Internet's number one Casey Corbin. Also, don't forget to follow us on Talkin' Wrestling uh, at gmail.com or Talkin' Wrestling Podcast on the uh, Instagram or at tnw.pod. Please rate, review, subscribe. Remember, we do have our postcard giveaway. If you give us a five-star rating and a review, we will get you a postcard from the A. And then the previous episodes, I said there were WWF wrestlers 
post their career, post WWE, but um, it's pre, not post. So if you want Rick Martel wearing an AWA world title, that's what you're going to get. Um, so send those reviews out. If I find them, we will work a deal to get you a postcard. And uh, thank you for tuning in to Talking Wrestling on the Never Sleeps Network. And thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears for uh, an hour or so. And uh, we hope to see you and hear you. And, or I don't know. You know, just, just fuck, keep tuning in, bud. All right? Cool. Sweet. Talk to you later. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.